Welcome to the Valley Church. Our mission is to see changed lives, and we hope this relevant teaching inspires you to take the next step in your journey. Thanks for checking out the podcast and enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody. I heard it over here. Good morning, everybody. See that? That's good. That's good. That's the kind of response I like. Um, there'll be times that I'm reading a scripture and I'll ask you to say one of the words in the scripture. There'll be times that uh, if you hear something that you agree with, I want you to say amen or yes, or at least nod your head to let me know that you're with me in things. Listen, my name is Alan Leach. I'm one of the pastors at the Sydney campus. And let me give you a brief report there. I know you're a little ways from Sydney and maybe feel disconnected. I don't know if you do or don't, but I hope you don't because we are one church, the Valley. Amen. Um, see that? There you go. Now we're talking. Good job. Um, Sydney's going well. I think this is the seventh week. I'm, I'm kind of in and out. I, I, I preach, I've preached here a couple times. I preach at uh, Piqua as well, and then Sydney probably a couple times a month also. So, uh, but I think it's the seventh week of the Sydney, uh, since the Sydney launch, and things are going really, really well, averaging uh, with a few duplicates, of course, of volunteers doing both services and things, about 250. Um, we had four baptisms about three weeks into the campus, so that was great. That's right. Praise him. Praise him. And then also some more baptisms are planned early December as well. So God is doing a wonderful work. We're seeing changed lives, and uh, we're very, very thankful for that, all right? So let's get into the Word. I like to pray before I do, so if you would just bow your head with me. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the song that worship team led. That last one, because Father, it's a reminder of who, who we get to commune with, who we worship. And Father, who really is in our presence? You, through your Holy Spirit, a holy, holy God. And Father, you want so much relationship with each and every one of us. And Father, I pray as I speak today, as we start this new message, Father, that, that I would not get in the way, but that you would say exactly what you once said. And Lord, that every one of our hearts, if they're not already prepared, Father, if they're not already soft and ready to receive, Father, I pray, Father, that you would make our hearts just so. For Father, I, I know, I know you have, Father, something for each and every person here. So Father, let us listen with open ears. Let us listen with a soft heart. And let us, Father, engage with not me as I speak, but Father, with you, the holy God, the name above all names the one that loves us so much that He gave His one and only Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal, eternal life. We give you thanks for all of that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Listen, we're starting a new series this week um, called um, Good Thoughts and Vibes. Good Thoughts and Vibes. And it is all about prayer. All about prayer. This morning I'm going to kind of introduce you 
to prayer. And uh, we're going to talk about some misconceptions. We're going to talk about specifically what prayer is, and we're going to talk about what prayer does um, as well. We're also, uh, in the next few weeks, going to be talking about answered prayer and unanswered prayer and looking at the Lord's Prayer as well. But I need you to know something this morning. Prayer changes everything. Prayer changes everything. Do you, do you need to see in your life some kind of breakthrough? Do you need to see some kind of breakthrough in, uh, in a relationship that you have? Do you, do you need to see some kind of breakthrough in, maybe in your career or in, or in some kind of direction or, or in parenting or in your child? Do you need to see some kind of breakthrough in your finances? Listen to me. Prayer changes everything. Are you, are you hungry for purpose, for meaning, for direction? Listen to me. Prayer changes everything everything. Is, is there something in this world that is, that is wrong that you want to see made right? Listen to me. Help me. Prayer changes everything. Prayer changes everything in this series. This series will explore why we pray, how to pray, and how incorporating this practice of prayer in your life will change everything. The first thing I want to begin with is this, because if we don't get these things that I'm going to talk about briefly, and if we don't get misconceptions of prayer out of our lives and, and out of our own thinking and, 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 and begin to understand what prayer really is and what it's really about, then we're going to miss the boat completely. So we're first going to talk about some misconceptions about prayer. One of the misconceptions is this, prayer is like a fire extinguisher. See, we use it only in emergencies. There was this leader within the church that came to the pastor and, and said, we have a major problem. And he began to explain the problem and some of the things he had done. And, and the pastor said, well, well, we need to pray. And, and the leader said, oh my, it has come to that it is that big of a problem that we need to pray? Listen, people, people hold on to prayer like, 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 a, like something that they only need to pull out in emergencies, and it is so much different than that. It is not a fire extinguisher. It's not something you pull out when everything else has failed. That's not what it is. A misconception about prayer is prayer is like playing a game of tug and war, tug of war. You see, if we, if we push enough, or if we, if we pull enough on God, or if we plead with Him enough, or if we make promises enough, you know, I promise God, you, you've seen it over and over in the movies, God, I promise this, I promise that. If you'll just get me out of this, then I'll do this. Prayer being used as a tug of war. Listen, that is not prayer at all. Another misconception is prayer is like a rubbing a, a magic lamp. Everybody here probably knows the Disney movie Aladdin, right? And the, and the genie comes out of, of, that, of that vase after being rubbed, and, and the genie comes out and, and grants wishes, wishes to Aladdin. Please hear this. God is not a genie. God is not a genie. This sounds obvious, but, but how many of us have approached God 
So many times with simply what we want or what we think we need over and over. Listen, you may be living within this misconception. If, if your prayer life is all about your needs, then you're probably treating God more like a genie than the God and the Lord of Lords. So don't treat Him like a genie because that's not who He is and that's not what prayer is about. This one may surprise you. It's the last one I want to cover. The misconception that prayer is a requirement. You see, this misconception might surprise you, but because, because God calls us to pray, matter of fact, He commands us to pray for each other, but many times, many times we use prayer or we view prayer as required. It's, it's a box that we have to check off. It's something that we have to do. And it stems from guilt and from shame and from duty and from obligation that is so far from what God is seeking. That's so far from what prayer really is. You see, it needs to be, instead of, instead of guilt and instead of duty and instead of obligation, it needs to be done in love. It needs to be done from a desire from, from within. It needs to be done in able to honor Him. It, it needs to be done in understanding that it is a relationship. So, it is not a tug-of-war game. It is not used prayer as a fire extinguisher. It's not some kind of magic lamp that we just rub and, and get everything that we pray and want for. It's not a requirement either. But maybe you have fallen into one of these traps. Maybe you don't understand what prayer is at all. Maybe, maybe the idea of prayer is brand new to you. If it is, you came on the right Sunday. You see, today I want to explore what prayer is and what it's about and what it will do in the midst of your life if you will spend some time praying. The first question I want to answer is this, what is prayer? Now, some could go into some long answer. Some could go into some high, deep theological answer, but I want to give you a simple answer, and that is this. Prayer is communication with God. Prayer is communication with this holy God who is the King of kings, who is the Lord of lords, who created you, who knew you as you were being formed in your, in your mother's womb. It is simply communication with Him. That's what prayer is. It's listening and it's talking. Many times the listening can come about through reading Scripture because God speaks through His Word. But also, prayer can, can be about listening and God can directly speak. You'll see it time and time again in Scripture. And I pray you've experienced it in your own life. If you've spent some time praying, God wants to speak into you, into your life, into your situation. You see, as Christians, we have this incredible privilege to be able to have a relationship with the Creator of all things, with the One who is all-knowing, with the One who is all-powerful, with the Almighty God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You see, prayer allows us, allows us to pray things like praise. And, and, and you may not even realize this, but, but I found myself in singing that last song. In singing it, I was praying. 
You see, prayer, prayer can be just simply singing a song and expressing it to the Lord. It can be giving thanks. It can, it can be confessing sin. It can be letting Him know what your needs are. It can be a lot of things which will be discussed in this series throughout. But prayer is simple. It is communication with God. Now, what does it do? What is prayer about? What does it do? I want to cover five things. First of all, prayer strengthens our relationship with God. If I were to ask you, what is the number one thing that matters most in relationships, would communication be in the top two or three? Huh? Communication. Communication matters. If we don't have communication, we don't have a relationship, right? You see, communication is how we form and how we keep a relationship with one another, but it's also how we form and keep a relationship with God. Communication. Communication. Remember, remember when you were little, and I can remember when I was little, a uh, little bit. The older I get, the harder it is, right? We were not a church-going family. We were not a Christian family. Um, my father was a, was a functioning alcoholic, but I can remember clearly, I can remember clearly at the dinner table, God in, or God, my father insisting that we say a prayer. God is great, God is good, and we thank him for this food, amen. God is great, God is good, and we thank him for this food, amen. Now, was it real prayer? No, it was a ritual that we went through, and it really was not developing any kind of relationship with God. It was something that we simply memorized and something we just said. And, and, and some of you maybe, maybe, can, maybe can remember being little and your parents say, maybe kneeling down at the bedside with you and praying, you know, pray for daddy and pray for mommy and pray for sister. Amen. You know, those are okay at the beginning, but listen, listen, we need to be going deeper. We need developing more of a relationship. How would you feel? How many are married here? How would you feel if you sat down every meal and had the exact same conversation every night? I mean, would that not get a little tedious? Would it not get a little boring? Would it not become very, very much in a rut? And, and it would be like, are we really communicating or are we just going through the motions? Are we just saying the same thing back and forth? Listen, God so much loves you, so much cares about you, so much knows everything going on in your life, and He wants to communicate with you. He wants to speak into your life. He wants you sharing your heart, sharing your hurts, sharing your praises, sharing your thanksgiving. He wants you sharing your life with Him as well. Communication and growing deeper. Listen, if, if, if all we do is surface level communication with somebody, all we're going to have is a surface level relationship. And God wants so much for you and I to be going deeper in our relationship with Him as well as with others. And a lot of that has to do with communication. 
And that is exactly what prayer is. And that is exactly how you get deeper with God. By communicating more with Him. By sharing more of your heart. Prayer strengthens our relationship with God. Scripture says this in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18. Rejoice how often? Rejoice always. Pray how often? Pray continually. Give thanks in some circumstances? No, in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's a continually dialogue with Him as you walk through everyday life. It's rejoicing. It's praying continually. It's giving thanks in all circumstances. You know, Revelation 3.20, it's not going to be on the slide, but He says, I stand at the door and knock, Jesus says. And if anyone would, would, would come in, if anyone would open the door, I will come in, Jesus says, and I will sup with or fellowship with or, or have a meal with, depending on what version you want to read. But listen, it's simply saying, I want to talk with you. I want to be in relationship with you. I want to express my love to you. I want to care for your needs. I want to give you direction. And that all happens through prayer i stand at the door and knock are you willing to open the door to this incredible kind of communication that we can have and begin to develop a deeper relationship with god secondly prayer calms us prayer calms us if you agree with this statement, I want you to say yes or I want you to say amen. Life is tough, it's busy, it's stressful, and it's ever-changing. Each one of us, we got to get away. We, we need something to settle us in the midst of this craziness. I'm going to show my age. The jingle here that says, Calgon, take me away. <laughs> Some of you are like, what in the world is that? There's a commercial where a mother and their children, her children are screaming and going crazy, and she finds herself finally getting into the bathroom, and Calgon is simply a bubble bath, and she's got that bubble bath ready, and she gets in, and she finds rest. Listen, that is exactly where God wants to take us, into a place of peace, in the midst of the chaos, to take us into a place of rest, in the midst of the busyness. Listen, Jesus did it over and over and over. And if Jesus needed to do it, I think it's probably a good idea that we do it. Amen? Listen, Jesus' life was crazy. And, and if you begin to read Luke or any other uh, gospel in particular that tells about Jesus' life, you will see and hear of these, these crowds that just continue to follow him and continue to ask of him. And energy just keeps going out from him. And he keeps healing. And he keeps touching. And he keeps feeding. And he keeps doing all kinds of things. But over and over and over in Scripture, you will find Jesus got away. Jesus went away. Early in the morning, Jesus went 
What's he doing? He's praying. And he is finding exactly what he needed and exactly what each and every one of us need. A calm. A rest. A place where we realize that his burden is light. A place where we can finally breathe again. A place where there aren't headaches and stress and muscle tension. We look for the answers that we have and and the problems that we have. We look for the answers in so many other places. And yet prayer is the place where we deepen a relationship. Prayer is a place where we find calmness. This is what Scripture says in Philippians 4.6. Do not be anxious about, help me, anything, but in every situation. You remember the former verse earlier said pray continually? It's because in every situation, by prayer and by petition, with thanksgiving, don't ever forget to give, be thankful, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And it is there. And it is in that place that we will be able to relax. It's in that place we find calmness. It's in that place that we find relaxation. I don't want to be misunderstood when I say this, okay? I understand sometimes pills are necessary. I understand sometimes chiropractic is necessary. I understand sometimes that... But the thing is, I think many times we go and we seek those kinds of things first and we try to find the world's answer to our stress instead of going to prayer first, finding what God has to offer And then going and finding what else we might need. We need to be going to God first rather than last to find our calmness. Thirdly, prayer provides direction. Prayer provides direction. There are always going to be times in our lives when we don't have an answer, when we, when we don't know the pathway forward, when, 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 we're, when we're questioning what in the world should I be doing next. And when the situation is beyond our understanding. Listen, if you find yourself there today, you don't know which way to turn. Stop and begin to pray. Stop and begin to pray. You see, prayer is what connects us to the one who can and will direct us. He wants to lead you. He already knows your future. So why not take direction from Him rather than guessing? This is what Scripture says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord. How often? Always. Trust in the Lord always. Trust in the Lord 
with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. How many of you want to be on just a crooked road, going from here, going to there, going to there, not knowing the direction, not knowing the real path, not knowing where you're really supposed to be headed? God says, trust me. God says, trust me. Trust me with all your heart. Don't lean upon your own understanding. And I would add to that, don't lean upon the world's understanding. But instead, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will, he will make your path straight. Listen to me, that comes through prayer. It comes through prayer. Jeremiah 33, 2 and 3 says this. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth. Okay? Anybody question his all-powerfulness? He made the earth. He spoke it into existence. The Lord who formed it and established it. He made it perfect. He made it in such a way to where food could be produced that we could eat and keep us nourished. He made it in such a way that oxygen was just at the right level that we could breathe. He made it in a way where trees would produce it and all kinds of other things just perfect so that his, his ultimate creation, you and me, could live in it. The Lord is his name. And he says this, call to me. And I will answer you. And I will tell you great, unsearchable things that you do not know. How many of you have all the answers? And yet, hear me, hear me, he does. He does. And he wants to help you. He wants to direct you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to calm you. He wants to help you make your path straight. How do you get there? Prayer. 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 I'm, I'm stressing it. I'm pushing it. Why? Because we so, try so many other answers before we ever get to the prayer. Prayer. What else does prayer do? It unleashes God's power. Let me tell you three ways it does that. God's power to heal the sick. God is a healing God. He doesn't heal all the time. I wish I knew why. Okay? I wish I knew why God sometimes does and sometimes doesn't. I don't know. You know why? Because I'm not God. And that's okay. And we're going to leave that in his hands. We're going to trust him. But he does heal the sick. Listen to James 5, 14, 15. Is anyone of you sick? Let them call upon the elders of the church to do what? To pray. To pray over them and to anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well and the Lord will raise them up. Not only is God's power to heal, but also God's power to forgive. One of the biggest problems, as a matter of fact, let me just say, the biggest problem we have, which we don't deal with a whole lot, we think we have other kinds of problems, our biggest problem is sin. And God has said, I've taken care of that. I've taken care of that through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross of Calvary for each and every one of you and for me. 
And God's power is to forgive. 1 John 1.9 says that if we confess our sins, He, He is faithful, He is just, and He will forgive us our sins and purify us from, here it is again, all unrighteousness. Listen, you and I need to deal with our sin problem, and the only way to do that is to find the forgiveness through what Jesus Christ has done and be willing to, through prayer, talking to God, confess our sins to Him. Don't take that for granted. Religious leaders of the day were amazed that Jesus healed, but they were even more amazed. This, this guy has even power to forgive sin? Yes, because he is, he is God in the flesh. And he wants to forgive you of your sin and develop then a relationship with you. Thirdly, God's power to live a righteous life. You and I, we want to we we read all the self-help books. We want to go to all the kinds of things that can make us better. We want to pull, pull, pull ourselves up from the bootstraps and, and say, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do better. I'm going to quit this. I'm going to start this. And God says, if you'll just seek me in prayer, I have the power through the Holy Spirit to help you walk a righteous life. Prayer opens up the doorway as we we ask God to strengthen us, as we ask God to resist temptation, as we ask God to grow in our faith. God will do it. And yet we try all kinds of other ways to live the righteous life. And God says, my power is available my power to overcome, my power to resist, my power to walk through the the door or the window that I open in order for you not to be living in sin. And yet, we try all kinds of other ways. Prayer unleashes God's power. Last, and this is an important one. You may not think so or not, but I want to tell you, it is very important. Prayer keeps the devil off balance. You see, John 10.10 10 says that, that the enemy has come to steal, to kill, and destroy. Jesus says, I've come that they may have life. Whether you believe it or not, it is very clear in Scripture, and it's really clear in your life if you really just examine it. There is an evil force. There is an enemy that is working to kill, steal, and destroy your life. And we need prayer so much to keep him off balance and to keep us in balance. Satan loves very much to attack our minds and he's willing, he's wanting to tempt us. He's wanting to discourage us. He's wanting to make us critical people. He's wanting us to carry with us worry and and he's wanting to encourage us to be doubting God, to be doubting his word. As a matter of fact, right now, you might be thinking, "Eh, I'm not sure if I believe that or not. That is the enemy. To doubt his goodness, to cause us to fear or become jealous kind of people. He wants nothing more than to see you fail. But prayer, prayer refocuses our minds, refocuses our lives, balances our lives, refocuses our minds upon God, especially when we pray and are full of gratitude for the Almighty and what He's doing and what He's done and what He's going to do. 
Continually thanking God for all that he's done for us can be a very powerful tool in keeping the devil off balance, recognizing what he's done. You see, our problem is sometimes we don't recognize that God's been involved and we don't celebrate and thank him for what he's done. Man, if you have received forgiveness of sin, if you have come to the understanding that God loves you, that God cares about you, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you, you need to be thankful for that every single day. You need to recognize that every single day. You need to remind yourself of what God has done in your life. When we're thankful and express gratitude, it's then that worrying and jealousy and anger and fear and being critical, all of that begins to take a back seat to who He is, God, to what He's doing, to being thankful for what He has done. Scripture says this in Colossians 4 too, pray diligently, stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. Can I just say more and more and more, this world is not a world of gratitude. It is not a world of thankfulness. It is a world of selfishness. It is a world of my way. It is a world of I've earned it. It is a world of me, me, me. And God says, man, be thankful for who I am, for what I'm doing, for what's going on in your life. Give thanks, it said earlier, in all circumstances. I'm here to tell you something, and you can take it or not. I started with it, I'll end with it. Prayer is powerful. Prayer changes things. So I want to encourage you to begin praying, if you haven't already. I want you to keep praying, if you've been praying. And I want you to never stop praying, because prayer is where we will find what we need. We need to stop looking so hard elsewhere and start looking to Him for what it is we're seeking and need. The world needs changed. Our families need help. Our neighbors are desperate. Prayer changes things. So prayer. Pray hard. Pray often. Seek God not only for His power to change you, but for Him to, to intervene and to change the circumstances of other people's lives as well. How many of you received an email over the last couple days about a 25 days of prayer and fasting? Okay? You should have. If you didn't, look in your inbox. If you didn't, I'm sure Jessica would love to make sure that you receive that. But the Valley Church, the Valley as a whole, the three campuses are moving into a day tomorrow of prayer and fasting. That email describes the fasting. It's like from Tuesday evening to Wednesday lunch or so. But it's also tomorrow you'll get in your inbox a reading plan. So I told you earlier, one of the ways God speaks to us is through the Word of God. 
So it's a 25-day reading plan. It's, it's praying what you read. It's praying what I've just talked about. It's, it's asking God. It's thanking God. It's, it's asking for direction. It's seeking His face. It's recognizing who He is. And fasting may be completely new to you. If you have questions about that, please seek out one of the pastors here. They can help you understand it better. But it's, it's, it's developing a deeper relationship with God through prayer and, and the fasting. Through reading and prayer. Through connecting with God. Listen, all of this, all of this that I just described to you is available to each and every one of you. You don't have to be an ordained pastor in order to hear from God. Amen. <laughs> okay? God wants to speak. God cares. God loves you exactly where you are and wants to do this and so much more if you will pray. Got it? Let's stand together. Let me close with this verse, Luke 18.1. Then Jesus told His disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And that is my prayer for you, Father God. As we close this service, Father, even though we're going from your place of worship, Father, every place is a place of worship. So, Father, as we leave here and go into our cars and go into lunch and go into our homes and go into other kinds of activities, Father God, I pray. I pray that we will be praying people. I pray, Father, that we will not fall into the misconceptions about prayer, but we will begin to talk with you and expecting, Father God, for you to speak into our lives as well, whether that's through your spirit, whether that's through your word, whether that's through another believer. But Father, you speak. You direct. You lead. You empower. You give hope. You demonstrate and you share love. Father, may we be in our prayer lives people of gratitude, people of thanksgiving. May we be, Father, people who are praying continually. For, Father, each of us want a deeper relationship, and it happens through communication. Help us, Father, in, our, in what we don't know. And, Father, let us just start talking to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great one. Thanks for joining us today. To stay up to date with our weekly messages, make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or download our app to stay connected with all things The Valley. And if today's message impacted you, share it with a friend. Because changed lives, changed lives.